0: Welcome back to Tay Radio Maroon. I am your host, Santi Hernandez, joined by? Your co-host, Kimberly Escobar. Today, we are joined by two amazing guests, Jose and Yelsing, who will be sharing their journey to college and their experiences as a first-generation immigrant student. Jose and Yeltsin, welcome to the show. Please introduce yourselves.
1: Thank you so much, Santi. For me, it's an honor to be here. Um, my name is Jose Gavidia. I'm a junior at UC Davis, studying computer science and engineering. Um, It's a huge pleasure for me
2: to be here.
0: Thank you for being here.
2: Hi, thank you for having us over. My name is Yelison Cifuentes. I am also a third year, like Jose. I go to UC Davis and I'm majoring in electrical engineering. And yeah, thank you for having us over again.
3: Thank you both for being here. So before we start the show, we like to go over a little icebreaker question just to like not just dive into the questions right away. So my icebreaker for today is: How have you guys been feeling with like the weather lately? Because I feel like it's been changing. Like today, it's been really hot.
1: <laughs> well, um, I was in Davis last week, and it's been crazy because where one day is sunny uh, and hot, and the next day is just like cold and wet. But. Um, I feel like I prefer sunny days are more enjoyable for me especially because I am from a place where it's hot all
2: the time so mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's just a normal thing here in California right? It's mm-hmm. it's sunny and then it's windy but yeah, I mean it's it's whatever, you know. I, I mean for Davis when we're at Davis, we kind of have to walk to school and it's a lot of walking so oh, we really? prefer yeah. Oh, okay. We prefer the the sunny and the not the windy weather. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That's
3: yeah. interesting. Um. Oh, what about you? Oh, yeah, I was going to just be like, do you guys plan on, like, getting a bike or something?
1: <laughs> we do have a bike, but sometimes we prefer just to walk and enjoy mm-hmm. the, the campus. Mm-hmm.
3: And, mm, okay. yeah, I, don't, I don't think I've ever been to
0: UC Davis. Have you? No, I don't think I have. Yeah, there. I have a couple of friends who go there, but... Yeah, I didn't know that you have a lot of walking to
2: do. Yeah, it's it's a lot of walking. Uh, we do have a bike, but, you know, when we go to class, either we go really sweaty, especially um, for the summer. Oh, so, oh yeah. Yeah, we'd we rather a do a little walking, yeah. Okay, that yeah,
3: makes sense. Yeah. Um, for me personally, I like today's weather, I do not like it. I hate the hot weather. When I went outside, um, I was like... <laughs> I literally went like a, <laughs> but I prefer like cold days, windy days, um, not rainy days just because I don't like getting wet, but just like really cold days is what I prefer. So I'm not ready for the summer.
2: <laughs> How
3: about you, Santi? I
0: really love spring cause it's not super hot, not super cold. Um, I don't like the summer as much. I don't like to be sweaty without me like doing anything, you know, yeah. like working out. Okay. I'm sweaty, but, but you know, it's really nice though. I um I do enjoy every type of I think Marin, especially, I don't know UC Davis, but Marin gets everything the rain, hot, spring. So it's right. really nice. The yeah. fall, it's, it's beautiful. Well, thank you guys for sharing. And, you know, in Tay Radio, our goal is to provide a space for um, youth, you know, dreamers, entrepreneurs, and artists to be able to share their story, stories and experiences in order to empower others, right? That's our main goal. Um, and when I bumped into you guys and I heard a little bit about your stories, um, I knew we had to have you on the show because there are others just like you who are going through similar or the same journey as uh, as you guys have. With that, I, I do want to start with getting a little bit to a little bit n- to know more of your background. And um, I know you guys met, well, we haven't mentioned this, but you guys were not born here in the US. Um, so with that, I want to start with what is your favorite experience of living in your birth countries? Do you want to start, Jose?
1: Sure. <coughs> so my favorite experience was Spending time with my family, just being very, um, very family oriented, and mm-hmm. spend time with them. And I started appreciating that even more when I get to this, when I got to this country uh, away from my family. I was like, wow, family is definitely one of my most important, um, um, the, the most important uh, people in my in my life. So definitely be being with that with their with them even if we are just doing simple things but I find those experiences very valuable
0: Mm, thank
2: you yeah just like Jose I grew up with my grandparents so when I was there I was you know they were 10 minutes away from my house so just being there for them and kind of going to their to their house was was something that I really enjoyed the other thing I come from like a very small town uh, Sija from Shela, so the outdoors out there, man, mm-hmm. when you're a kid, you can go everywhere. You can just play around. You got a river next to your house. So that was some of my favorite things back home. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: yeah.
3: yeah. Thank you guys for sharing. And a little more talking about um, when you guys were in your home country. How What were you guys doing there before you came to the U.S.?
1: Okay. So I was studying, but also I was helping my dad in the farm, uh, working and um trying to help him as much as I could because he motivates me a lot. He inspired me a lot to, to be a better person, but seeing him struggle, uh, that was something that that was encouraging for me to, to keep working hard, but um, yeah, that's pretty much.
2: Same thing, go to school, uh, help in the house with the chores, mm-hmm. maybe feed the cows, the horses and yeah but most of it go to school and and help with chores around the house yeah
0: and adding on to my question i think we missed on a very important question where are you guys from
2: i'm originally from zacapa in guatemala okay yeah. uh yeah like i said i'm from shellac it's and from sija and,
0: and that is in what country in
2: Guatemala. <laughs> <You> <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> our <laughs>
0: audience won't know <laughs> where that is. Yeah. Um, I actually live a little bit closer to um, Jelsin. I I think we're neighbor neighborhood towns. I'm from Chivarreto, the mini oh, Hollywood. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I just wanted to get a little bit of where you guys were, mm-hmm. were from. Okay, so you guys went to school, helped with family and all of that. Right. What, what did you know about the U.S. before arriving here?
1: So... <laughs> When I was there, I used to see the U.S. like the place where all dreams come true if, if you work really hard for it. Mm-hmm. So I, I I would watch movies about about people um, achieving the American dream, like, for example, The Pursuit of Happiness by, I think, Will Smith. <laughs> is the one. Oh, yeah. I love that I movie. I love that movie. <laughs> uh, and it was very inspiring to me, and I was like, wow. Mm. The U.S. really provides that, that um, environment for for people to achieve their dreams and um, that was my
2: perspective
1: from yeah,
2: that. yeah and we promised we, ha- we didn't even share this but I think it's it's the same thing right my parents were here before um and yeah I mean back then I would say my cousins as well just come in here because they had their actual dreams right of getting a home mm-hmm. buying a car making a little business so their way of, for them was just to travel to the United States and kind of make that happen so yeah when i even though you know was a kid when i came here i had that mentality that the united states was a place where you could actually come and make your your dreams actually come through yeah
3: and do you guys feel that that is true now that you are here
2: i personally feel like i it, it, it's true yeah mm-hmm. you have so many resources here that i wish we had in our home country that if you actually look for them and you take advantage for them yes i of course, if mm-hmm. you have a dream, you can accomplish it here. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. I definitely agree with Jelsin um, that it's possible. The thing is, like, you gotta hard it's you you gotta work extremely hard to make it happen mm-hmm. and make a lot of sacrifices. Um, sometimes, like that dream, th- there might not be like a warranty of that that dream is gonna come true. But still, we need to uh, keep pursuing it and um, um, believing ourselves or our dreams and support the people on the way. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh. Wow! So you guys had that before you guys came here. What led you guys to make that trip, and how did you guys come here?
1: Wow, that's uh, okay. I'll try to be brief. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, okay. It's a. It's, I'm pretty sure you guys have a very long story.
1: So when I was in Guatemala, I was dealing with a lot of um, mental health, let's say, issues. I was mm, asking okay. myself about uh, what was my purpose in life, even though I was. I was at school. I was helping my dad. Um, I, I didn't see myself like going places because there are not as as many opportunities as in the United States. So I wanted to prove myself that that I could I could um, become more, be more because that that for me that was well a way to honor my parents. Um, that was one reason. Uh, the second reason. My dad actually was here in the United States for many years. He worked as a janitor for probably over a decade or two. And I was thinking, wow, my dad struggled so many years chasing that dream. And and for me, the best thing I can do to honor him is is do my best to try to achieve those dreams, the things that my dad couldn't achieve. And that would inspire me to, to come here to the US. A third reason, I have so many reasons. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My aunt, she lives here. Okay. She doesn't have a husband or kids and she was going through cancer during that time. So I wanted to come here and be of emotional support, um, um, financial support for her. And that drive me also to come here. Um, I dropped out of school. I leave everything behind and decided to come to the U.S. and... um, go from being a teenager to actually being a man that takes responsibility of his life uh, and that wants to do everything right for,
2: for my family because they deserve it.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for sharing and opening to us for about that. Well,
2: uh, in my case, it's a bit different. I came here when I was 13, so I didn't quite have a an option, right? Mm-hmm. But um, okay. I can see it. I'm a dad, so I can see it as a parent perspective, right, from my parents, mm-hmm. They wanted what was best for me. So having them, you know, being here, bringing them, bringing, having them, you know, actually being here, it was a lot easier for me to achieve any goals that I had in life, right? Mm -hmm. It could be any goals and it was a lot easier as if we go back. We have so many resources here. So I believe that that's the main reason. Uh, Also, I mean, there's so many opportunities. My parents never had those opportunities. So... Seeing actually as a parent, seeing it that your kids actually have those opportunities, I would also do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So, would you say you guys are glad that you guys came here?
1: Yes, I I don't regret that decision. Um, I think it was the best decision I have ever take because I have developed, um, I have become a better human being by by taking that decision, mm-hmm. coming here. And taking more responsibilities to start um, working hard for my goals, um, setting all that plan. Um, I think, yeah, I have grown as, as, as a human being in
2: general. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. I'm glad that, you know, I was brought here and I'm actually working on my goals. So, yes, I'm very glad. Yeah. I
0: think you and I have a similar story because I was I was seven years old when I was brought here and it wasn't by choice. Right. Yeah, and it wasn't by choice. It was um, my family being wanting to be together, right? Because in most cases for immigrant um, kids who come here, a lot of them come here because they were separated and so families go through a lot being away from, you grow up being raised by your grandparents or your aunts or, or uncles. And so having that bond as a family is super important in our our culture right so being able to come here it brings so much things um opportunities and all that but thank you guys for sharing i'm gonna Mm -hmm. hand it off to kim um i had
3: a question how old were you when you when i got here yeah
1: i was 19 years old
3: 19 and you were 13
2: yeah 13 yes and
3: Since for you it's a little different, were you, the life that you have now, were you expecting this? Like, was this your plan to go to university?
1: That's a really good question. I consider myself a very, like, high conscious person. What I mean by that is, like, I analyze myself a lot, my actions, where where I'm going to, um, where I'm heading in life. So, when I got here, I was, uh, I, I don't know if you guys know, but... I was washing dishes for a living, like like many of um, immigrants do, and but I would be like it would be like the middle of the night, all wet from head to toe after washing dishes and pushing a, a car full of cardboard. I would be like daydreaming about uh, and planning in my head, what I'm gonna do here. Okay, I gotta go to um, community college, take ESL classes to learn the language. That's gonna open more doors for me. I gotta. Um, and gotta develop other skills um, besides communication skills to be able to get a better job too. And I was like, I wasn't sure if I wanted to to major in something at college, but that's something that eventually, after taking certain classes, I was like. Um, and with the guidance of of, um, of my um, counselor in, in college, of Marine, uh, I was able to to plan ahead and and execute that plan. Wow.
2: That's, that's nice. Uh, in my case, right, I came as an eighth grader. I went to middle school for one year. I didn't know exactly what I wanted, I was going to do when I was 13, right? But um, I think it hit me when I was in high school, when I was a junior in high school, I knew I wanted to go to school. I know I wanted to go to university and get a degree in something. I, I wasn't quite sure on what I want, what exactly I wanted, but um, I wanted to take advantage of the opportunity. So, yeah, I didn't know back then when I first came in.
1: And I would like to add something for the audience mm-hmm. that sometimes we don't know what to do with our lives, where we are heading in life, and that's totally okay. In my perspective, what matters is to do what it feels is right every single day of our lives. And then as you're going through life, you're going to figure things out. You're going to figure out which uh, what you want to do, what type of job, uh, what's your purpose. Because I personally... I. I struggle with that I didn't have purpose in life before so for mm-hmm. the audience um they're going through that just saying no what to do with your life uh, my advice is just keep going forward do what it feels is right and um, be kind to others
3: mm-hmm. I love that yeah I feel like yeah. a lot of <laughs> high schoolers like tend to feel like I know a lot of my friends are still in high school and a lot of them are like they're planning they're applying to colleges and all that and they don't know exactly what they major, what they want to major in, and they see other people like already, already majoring in other like majors, and they feel like self doubt, like they're not gonna go anywhere just because they don't have it figured out yet. But I also know a lot of people who had it figured out like a whole lot later, and a lot of people don't even go to college and they have their life like totally figured out. Right. So college isn't the only way if you don't know what you want to major in. Just know right. that. As long as you're doing what you love, that's the only important thing.
1: Absolutely. I
0: agree. I wanted to kind of tie back that question that she asked, like what were you expecting and what you actually lived? And I love how you compared it that you saw opportunity and then you were washing dishes. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that comparison. Um, When I came to the the U.S. with the movies, you know, you see so many like buildings, the rich people. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. this. When I came here to the U.S. in Canal, we were driving from L.A. and my uh, my parents took me to to this apartment building. And in my head, that was our house. I was seven years old. So I was like, oh, my God, this is our house. And we walk in to an apartment. Um, and my my expectation versus the reality was very different. Right. With that being said, can you tell us a little bit more of your experience with shifting country um, so that could be the food the language, the culture, the education, and even the the work environment.
1: Okay, so let's see. I would say the dynamics here in the United States are more like high pace. It's a more high pace environment. You go from your job to to school, and you're always like busy. Um, Guatemala is more a little bit more peaceful. I would say, in that sense. Um, in terms of food. Well, I love food, so um, <laughs> I love where well, Malang food. I really miss it. But I also like the food that they have over here. Over here, have, have, they have food from all over mm-hmm. uh, different countries, and that was a new experience for me. In terms of, well, the biggest like the, the biggest change for me was the language. Mm-hmm. That that was that was a huge challenge because I didn't speak any English uh, at all. So it was kind of different for me i didn't have friends neither so i would feel like lonely or so but i knew that it was part of the process and i always have that the faith the, that I, w- I was gonna find good people along the way like like Jocin, who's here yeah,
2: and you guys, yeah yeah uh for me the transition was a bit shocking um the language itself was was a big barrier for me um you go to school everybody speaks english and you're like what's going on right mm-hmm. uh food wise i would say i mean food was maybe different taste right because the meat here and the middle over there is absolutely different like very different off, it's, mm-hmm. we got flavor over there <laughs> uh, um and then in terms of friends as well was was very difficult um i mean i left all my friends back home um, I was sad for for a good time, um, and then but then I make more friends. I mean, in middle school I met one of my best friends, uh, and then in community college I met Jose, and yeah, I have a lot of friends. Uh, on the way in high school, I made some good friends as well. So yeah, the transition was a bit hard at the beginning, but you know it, it got better. Yeah.
3: During your time here since i know like language was a barrier for most cases what was the biggest setback or like challenge that you guys faced while in your early years of being here
2: in terms of language or in general no no no, in general Ooh, uh geez that's 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 a tough question um I would say the language, yeah, well, I don't think anything else in at the beginning, but then in high school, I did have some struggles, but you know that was not at the beginning, yeah,
3: but were those? it could be any time, period. okay,
2: yeah, so in high school, my senior year, I think it was the toughest year i have experiencing my life, um one my one of my really closest friends, he passed away, um uh, my senior year, that was really devastating for me emotionally. Uh, And then on my senior year, I did everything I could to apply for colleges. And then at the end, I got accepted to some colleges, but financially, they were not able to help me. Mm -hmm. So that was a big setback for me. Um, uh, That's why I left school for a while. I thought I was like, this is not for me. Uh, You know, I, I did everything I could and it just didn't work out. So I would say that was the biggest challenge I've faced. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I just wanted to ask, in terms of time frame, when you ask about challenges, are you talking about from the day we got here to this point, or?
3: Any challenges? Any challenges? Yeah.
1: I would say, well, there were many. But the biggest (laughs) one for me was that um, in 2018, my dad got struck while Mm. uh, he was there. And last year, my mom, she was going through health issues, like, really bad. that was the most impactful for me. Why? Because I really care about them. Of, of course, they're my parents, right? But I'm very family oriented. The challenges that I face personally, uh, I don't really care much about them because it's only affecting me, let's say. But when like, if something is happening to my family, that's very, give me give, give me a, a lot of like emotional, mental distress. So I would say that's one, one of the biggest ones, seeing my my parents going through stuff.
3: You know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for sharing that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, what, and kind of tying it, we talked about your challenges coming here, and a lot of you guys mentioned, I think. And uh, Kim, Kimberly was born here, mm-hmm. uh, but she was also a bilingual uh, f- family, like Spanish and English. And the three of us, we had to learn English. In my case, I learned, I speak a native language um, from Guatemala, Quiche. I'm pretty sure you're aware yeah. of that. Um, that was my first language I grew up with, and then I had to learn Spanish here. So if you hear my Spanish, I don't have the, the Guatemalan um, accent that you talk with because I learned Spanish here. I learned Spanish and English at the same time. Um, and with my family, my whole family was learning English. So language definitely was a big barrier. And once you learn English, it kind of opens up many opportunities. What opportunities did you guys see once arriving and experiencing what you guys have, you know, the, the, the culture shock? What opportunities
1: did you see? Sure. Um, once I learned English, let's see, some opportunities. The first one was being able to take the regular G classes for, for my major. As mm. I was uh, starting to think about uh, majoring in, in computer science or, or something else. Um, that was a, a huge opportunity, being able to attend college. A second opportunity was being able to transition from a job as a dishwasher to become a personal trainer because... All my life, I've been very passionate about, about fitness and, uh, and working out. So um, I was able to transition. Also, thanks to the opportunity of um, Jordan Asad is his name. He, even though I, I wasn't certifica- uh, certified or anything, who was like, OK, come learn from us, and then you can get your certified and start training people. Um, and that's how I started like a different job that I was very passionate about.
2: Yeah, so for me, um, I saw many opportunities. One of them is I did construction for a while and for like four years, and I had the opportunity to get my general contractor license. Oh, really? Yeah, that was uh, my friend's dad. He offered me a letter of recommendation because I worked for him for a while. But uh, so I had that opportunity. I also saw opportunities of getting my electrician's uh, license, And then I went to community college, I started taking classes, right? And then I met uh, one of my mentors, his name is Nino, he is from Italy, he worked for NASA and he kind of persuaded me, not really persuaded, but he showed me how engineering is like really good, right? How it really impacts the world. And I knew since I was a kid, I kind of wanted to do something related to engineering, and I mean that was the opportunity that I really got into. Oh wow! Yeah.
0: Okay. You guys have such interesting <laughs> from like where you guys are now. I mean, yours has a little bit of a more of a connection, but you went from dishwashing to city <laughs> where <what> you're studying.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a it, lot of transitions because dishwashing to personal training to yeah, exactly computer science yeah. and engineering. It's and crazy. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: Wow. Well, a general contractor. That's a lot of. Um, um, it's a lot of work to get there too. Yeah. It's yeah. not easy. Yeah, it's you a lot take a of lot of, work. of tests too.
2: Right. Yeah. You, I think there's a good amount of books that you have
0: to. Oh read. yeah. Yeah. My dad studied too to get his. Um, I think he's a general contractor. Okay. Yeah. So I know his studying. He, right. he took a while. So yeah. me, I'm all here surprised that
2: yeah. you
3: did that before.
2: Awesome. Right. Yeah. Right.
3: Yeah i love to hear both of you guys they're so like different your stories <laughs> yeah. and yet they're so like inspiring because you guys weren't born here yet you're doing right. so much
2: thank you thank you and
3: uh before we go into a little like break i want to know if there's anything you guys like to share that has to do with anything you want to share to the audience or just share yeah. i th- think more of
0: like because we're transitioning to college, yeah. about your story, yeah, the yeah, timeline sorry. before you decide to go to college, anything that you want to share with the audience.
3: Because then the next half we're going to transition to college life.
1: To college life, yeah. okay. So before college. So I was just attending community college, um, but like for ESL classes, not actually for, for majoring in anything. Um, I started from the lowest level. And I could be like, oh, how many classes can I enroll in at the same time? I was trying to enroll to as many as I could. To be able to <laughs> learn English. Okay. That was my goal, and um, and the whole experience used to get from learning English to actually take my first G class at a college of Marine probably took me three or four years, maybe uh, around oh, something, some wow. okay. something like that. Um, what I wanna, what I wanna like tell the audience by that is that sometimes achieving goals takes time so don't give up just keep chasing those dreams even if people tell you that it's too difficult um yeah
2: yeah i kind of just to solid kind of make that point um i was out of school for five years and and when i went back i didn't know anything i mean i couldn't even do the basics of math (laughs) so i mean i'm I'm serious right and you with i mean you're doing engineering what are you doing you can't even do simple math right Mm -hmm. so yes uh just to point out to the audience as well that if you have a goal like jose said and just don't be scared um go for it it's gonna take time right but at the end it's gonna be worth it yeah yeah
0: thank you i i love your stories like kim said they're very different but it's it's part of our you know the stories a lot of um Immigrants that come here. So I really appreciate it. And yeah, we're going to go on a short little break. We're going to play um, Pa delante by Ismael Lara and then we'll be right back.
4: This is I try to crush my spirit, Vamos, vamos, pa delante. Vamos, vamos, pa adelante, vamos, vamos, pa adelante, vamos, vamos, yeah So who's the victor? Roman silver, the 30 coins of Judas, I'm act dead gold, abundance of welcome, devil never told, I'm the minor alliance, youngest, defines the storm of stars and the science, duality of the serpent, don't misinterpret, I'm fine wisdom, age in the temple of the serpent, I'm the flame, an answer of course, poems, wisdom that hits a soul, nobility, we slip forth, these hard to fight every day, we point to blue victory, not to faint the game, I'm good at the chop, Princess Anne on her horse, ready for war. We don't die, we regenerate. Victory, our fate. On a cool breeze, I move with AIDS. My intellect stays strapped. I embrace my heritage, the brown white, and the black. I got my mind on my studies, and my studies on my mind ready to hit back with facts. Black, black jack. So, what's the meaning? Historical victory from the beginning, beginning.
3: So good. I think you guys are
4: awesome. Thank you.
3: All right, so she's gonna start in three seconds, so. Hi, guys. Welcome back. Um, Before we dive right back in, there's a quick PSA. Uh, Listo's California in the state of California's emergency preparedness campaign. Listo means ready in Spanish. You can find five easy steps to prepare for any natural disaster at their website. Text Listo, L-I-S-T-O-S-C-A to seven two, three, four, five to receive any tips in English or Spanish on how to prepare for natural disasters. You will receive one tip per day at any time at, of your choice over the course of one week. And another thing that's coming up for youth, um, there's a town hall city, there's a town hall in, uh, arrangement happening in san anselmo on april 23rd it's based towards youth so come on down i'm not totally sure on how exactly it's gonna go by but i'm definitely gonna be there um and yeah it's it's for anyone who's ready to yeah sorry Sorry. (laughs) um
0: (laughs) yeah just also to mention that on saturday it is earth day and so there is an opportunity if you have any ki- children. Uh Muir Woods is offering a free event and it's called Junior Ranger Day. So if you have siblings, you can take them. It's Saturday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. It's free admission. Um, there's going to be art and there can be information about Earth Day. And if you haven't visited Muir Woods, you definitely should go. It's a beautiful place and you do have to reserve at times. So this is an awesome opportunity. Just go and have fun with the little ones. Um, also, the... Open mic night is on April twenty eighth. Um, remember, it's f- doors open at six and it starts at six thirty until eight. So if you're an artist, a singer, a dancer, um, an actor, a poet, and you want others to hear your art, please come on down at the MCM building. And yeah, we're we're excited to hear and see all of the new talent
3: and current talent that. Are in Marin. Mm -hmm. Did I miss anything? And I was just going to mention that we are located at 709 Fifth Avenue. For people who don't know the location. And then now we're going to dive into our second topic, which is college life. And before we shift into this a little more, what are you guys both doing now? Are you guys working and studying?
1: Okay. So at this point, because given the nature of of my major... It's very demanding. I decided to not work to, during this um, during this last uh, two one year of of a school. Um, I just focus on, on on school completely. Like I wake up every day, go to the gym with Jelsin, then we literally go to classes, or 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 the or the library all day basically. Mm-hmm. Used to focus on oh, wow. on classes, but. Um, to get to this point, like we have to like make a lot, a lot of sacrifices along the way. I don't want to, like, like the audience to think, oh, you know, uh, they're not doing like much now, but but we have to make sacrifices. We have to plan ahead to to be able to to get to this point. Like working, doing community college, working like a, a lot and saving money and and applying to scholarships because planning ahead is, is very important too. Made that happen,
2: yeah. I would have to agree with that. When I was in community college, I was working full time, but um, classes now in Davis are not easier, upper division, they're a lot, a lot harder. So, yeah, in my case, I just study full time. I got a loan on whatever money I needed, but um, yeah, just study full time. Like Jose said, you wake up, go to the gym, and go to the library. That's that's our home, that's our second home, (laughs) yeah.
3: I love that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we kind of tied into this, um, but what inspired for you guys to go to college? What made you make that decision? Saying, I want to study.
1: Okay. So, for me, there were different factors. Um, well, to go in college, to college in general or my specific major? College. College in general. Okay, because my dad, as I say before, he was here, he... Was a janitor most of his life in a hospital. Um, I want to take the next step to honor my dad, the sacrifice of my dad. Uh, my my aunt also is here. Uh, um, she didn't get an education, so I wanted to try to reach that next level, uh, get an education, so I can I can also influ- influence the communities, set that mm-hmm. example for mm-hmm. for for others. Um, um, so my parents were a motivation to do that, my aunt, also um, my future kids, let's say. Do I want them to look at me like, I want them to look at me as like a superhero, someone that mm-hmm. that went for what, what he wanted. So for me, I was like, okay, I want to get into, the, into college and, uh, and graduate, hopefully, and mm-hmm. we're making it happen, yeah.
2: Yeah, so for me, many reasons, but some of them are one, I think, which is the most important one is my daughter. Um, I want to give her what's best, right? And like Jose said, I want to show her that if you have a dream in life, you can accomplish it, you know, regardless of the the sacrifices they have to make. Secondly, for my parents, I know they did a lot just to to bring us here. And if they would have gotten the same opportunity, they would have taken it as well. And the last reason I did construction for a while it was backbreaking. so I think mm-hmm. i can i can do maybe I'm gonna be really stressed, but it's not gonna be us backbreaking us construction, mm-hmm. yeah, so
0: and usually that's what a lot of our community especially the latino community when they come here to the u.s it's usually the very hard labor that yeah. they get they, they get their into because that's usually the only option that you have um before we talk about the careers that you guys took like how was the process of applying to college was it easy how was the financial aid that you guys received um because like like jose mentioned that people may see oh they're in college but there are some challenges and a lot of it is financial aid because mm-hmm. um, college is not, exp- it's not cheap. It's expensive.
1: So yeah. Um, the way I, I did it, basically, I was taking SL classes, but I came across, um, Javier, didn't, probably Javier Urena. He was yeah. my counselor at the College of Marine. <gasps> I think
0: I know him. Yeah. I think, I think our, our studio coordinator knows, knows him.
1: Yeah. Um, and he invited me to to his office just to talk about the school and life. What I wanted to do um, because he asked me. Uh, um, I I didn't know how many opportunities were there, but he was like, "Oh, you can you can uh, take this class, you can do this." So he kind of guided me. Through. Mm-hmm. So that's my ab- advice for the youth that doesn't know how to get started on uh, college. Is got to talk to a counselor and see what opportunities are there. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, so um, there is some. Um, Non-profit institution here in, uh, it's called um, Ten Thousand Degrees. Mm, TKD Yeah, they they were going to the um, to a school every, Tuesday well, We always change it, but I think it was every Tuesday and Thursday. I used to see them like seated n- near the cafeteria, and one day I approached them used to ask questions about financial aid, and they kind of guide me through the process of, of um, applying to scholarships while being a school. Um, yeah. Okay. So I think my uh, advice for the youth is um, ask ask questions, reach out to reach out for help, um, to, and you are gonna get the info that you need because each person's uh, circumstances are different. So you, you want to know what's best for you.
0: I mm-hmm. agreed on that.
2: Yes, I totally agree with that. There are plenty and plenty of opportunities out there. You just gotta look for them. Uh, 10,000 degrees, is one of them. They will definitely guide you through the to, to, to the right direction. Um, I can speak for College of Marine, right? Uh, they have a lot of resources. If you're a first-generation student, they have resources for you. Um, in terms of they will help you fill out your financial aid. Uh, they will help you um, apply for schools. They have a lot of sessions when you're applying for UCs, right? You... You have a set of questions that you have to do. They will do workshops for that. Um, I don't know. I don't remember the process for high school, though, but I know they do that earlier, too. They have sessions and help you out. But uh, yes, like Jose mentioned, you kind of have to look for the resources. If you look for them, you will find them. Definitely. They're Mm -hmm. out there.
0: Yeah, I, I wanted to bring that up because uh, if you are legally documented here, you have the FASA, right. right? And you can apply for that and you get really, it depends on what school and the major you're choosing. They right. give you financial aid. It's a little bit different for um, immigrant students, right. which is why I was kind of asking, if you don't mind sharing, you know, did you guys get FAFSA? If not, kind of like you mentioned it to scholarships, what you guys got. I know there's the... suppose
3: is a little different. With, there's another have heard the yeah, I have um, the yeah, DACA I am yes, so I
2: have DACA. Oh that's
3: what I wanted to, that's where uh, I was yeah, going of for course.
2: so I have DACA and it's pretty much like a FAFSA, but um it's the school itself the one that gives you the money. And mm. California itself is the one that gives you the money that FAFSA would give you. Mm. But if you qualify for DACA, you they will give you all most of the money that you need. In my case they're paying for all of the tuition, right? All of the tuition, and then I got to see what I do for rent. But, you know, it's... Okay. But as long as, yeah, like, they pay for school, right, I think that's more than good enough. You you can figure the rest out, yeah.
0: Mom, okay.
1: Yeah, and there are also some um, private institutions and non-for-profit that um, provide scholarships uh, no matter your your um, your status, basically.
0: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's tricky because, as um, I, I'm a first gen and I did apply, I did go to college for for like two years, and um, it was interesting when I, cause I I'm very blessed and I you know I got my social and everything, mm-hmm. so when we were doing some comparisons with with my best friend, you know, um, she didn't get a lot of money, and I got right. money, and so, it was like, what do we do? But there are scholarships and different. organizations and a lot of the mindset of youth out there because their parents don't know and families around them it's like i can't go because i can't pay for it or i can't go because i don't have a social i can't go and so it goes to show that if you really have that drive find opportunities ask questions because those kind of you'll kind of find the puzzle pieces and then it gives you an open door and you have to do work on the side whether it's paying rent whether it's paying other things but a little bit of help is help um yeah do you want to go ahead and ask the
3: um i just wanted to mention that i don't think currently daca is accepting any new yeah that's it's not a big thing because i remember at college of marin there was something going on there is a little protest about like um students that go to college Marin who are undocumented they don't have any financial aid and they're not like they have to pay out of pocket to go to college Marin, even though it's a community college because they don't receive any and they can't even apply for daca because it's closed i forget since when um but yeah i feel really blessed that i'm able to have fafsa and have that paid for so yeah
0: but like like jose said um one door closes and then you can look for other options right. and there is more of a benefit for those who are born here and are, you know, have that legal status here. There's, they can get to things a lot easier and for immigrant students, they have to work harder. Right. That's the reality of it, but it's not impossible. Mm-hmm. It's
2: and definitely not impossible. I'm, a, I'm, I'm an example of it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to a community college for two years and I think that's a really good way. I don't know if they're doing that in high school anymore, but when I was in high school, They made it seem like community college was not the best way. Mm -hmm. It was not the best route for you to go. Um, Having experienced community college myself, I think it's a really, really smart way. You save money. You know, if you're in a case like me, right, you're a DACA student, uh, College of Marine, they will pay for your classes as well. They're not. They, you will qualify for financial aid, but I wouldn't suggest to take advantage of it because for that I think they only give you four years. Mm-hmm. So what I did is in community college, uh, there is something called a BOGO. Is that what it is? BOGO, I think. There's this, like a fee waiver that you get, and it'll pay for your classes.
3: Oh, yeah, it's the Pell Grant.
2: Yeah, the Pell Grant. There you go. And then if you're a low-income or first-generation, you can also join um, – uh, what's the name of the program that we joined where Javier is? Oh, EOPS. 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 They will also give you a s- small, like, little money for your books, right? Mm-hmm. So that's another way on how you can help yourself out. Yeah. And then take advantage of the financial aid if you're DACA or undocumented once year in a four-year university like Davis because you might take... An extra two quarters, like for me, I think it's going to take me an extra quarter mm-hmm. to, stay, to finish school. Um, so that's, that's it's, it's a good way, but don't let that put you down if you have a goal, right? Don't let that be a, a wall between your dreams. Mm-hmm. Anything can be possible. If you, like I said, if you look for tons of private associations out there, I'm sure there, there's plenty of them, especially here in California, they're very supportive with DACA students.
0: Yeah, we're in a in a very right. location that right. supports students. Right. Right. I did want to touch back onto the College of Marin or Community College, which tends to happen, like you said, in schools. They want to send you to the four year directly. But if you're not financially stable and the smart decision is staying at a local community college, how long did you guys stay there before going to the university that, that you guys are on?
1: Well, in my case, let's see. I just transferred from uh, from college of Marine. I was in College of Marine si- since 2016 to 2022, but that, that includes the ESL classes. So basically, six six years.
0: Oh wow!
1: Yeah, but the ESL classes um, you don't have to pay for them. At least the first ones, the the, the first uh, sequence. And um, the the nice thing about community college. Is that you get a good education. It's not as expensive as a four-year uh, university. Also, you get to connect better with your professors. I love all my professors. Mm. They have influenced my life in a positive way. So I, 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 th- I highly recommend community college mm-hmm. um, to get started. Yeah.
2: So I was there for three years in mm-hmm. College of Marine. And, man, College of Marine, it's, it's amazing. Yes. The professors, they are great. All my math professors, all my physics professors—they are amazing people. Like Jose said, when you go to a four-year, you don't really have that one-on-one with a professor as you mm-hmm. would in a regular community college. Because in a community college, at least in College of Marine, the classes—they're not really impacted. There's, there's like what, you know, our classes in our, especially in our STEM majors, our circuits class was made out of. Three, four, five (laughs) students. Oh, wow. Students. Right. So you really have that one on one with the professor. You get to interact with the professor, and that really helps out. And if you check their backgrounds, I mean, they went to really good schools. So you're getting some really, really good quality education Mm -hmm. from professors in community colleges. Definitely. Yes.
3: I feel like there's a bad stigma on community colleges. Right. But I feel like it's dialed down a bit because, like, now I see that a lot of people are like, planning to go on uh to community college right. instead of universities because they do see like you're saving a ho- whole lot more money yeah, yeah, you're like, like living closer to home right. so you don't have to pay for like dorms or like right. rent or anything so i personally really like college of Marin. i go to college of Marin, and i'm also a part of eops and it's a great program they have counseling separate from the college of Marin counseling right. which also helps and they give you free i all my school supplies i've gotten from them so that's like go. made me spend like no money on any type of school supplies or like books or anything. So yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah, and w- just what led you guys to
0: your career that you're currently studying?
1: No, that's a good question. Because I chose computer science and engineering, even though I never in my life wrote a, a, code, uh, a line of code. Mm. I probably did my first line of code when I was like 21, 22 years old. Oh, wow. So there were different factors. Um, one I would say is that in, in the computer science field only 6.9% of of, um, of so only 6.9% of the people in the computer science field are Latinos so I wanted to be be part of the change mm-hmm. um, second is that I was curious about how technology works I I didn't know much about technology I just knew that I wanted to learn about it um, I just made the decision, okay, pr- the best path is is the computer science and engineering path. and um and uh, l- analyzing where where we are heading in the world. so it seems like every like every year more, more technology is being used, so I wanted to be part of that of that and make sure that I got a job in the f- in the future. That's true. um and also something that influenced me is like, the group of friends that we have, Joseph and I, we were like six, and I I, I didn't decide my major right away, but they, they all were studying um, in the engineering or computer science uh, mm-hmm. field. So I want um, I wanted to learn those skills to be able to write code to build stuff. So that inspired me to 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 chase that that degree.
2: Yeah. So in my case. Um since I was a kid, I was really curious with toys electrical ho- toys in a specific oh, okay. my parents they would buy me toys and I would just tear them down right and see what was inside uh and then during the construction world, I did elect- electricity for a while that kind of also made me think how lights work and everything and then my best friend one of my best friends, it's also an electrical engineer he's from what as well and um He I asked him questions about the field and he told me about it in the field. So it was really interesting. And I met Professor Nino. Like I said, he also made me solidify my major. And what really, really made me solidify was I had an internship last summer in San Jose and in the electrical engineering field. And I was like, yes, this is it. This is Mm. what I want to do. Yeah. And plus taking the classes right now that I have, it's it's for sure it's a path that I want to go.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, I, love that. I I know like engineering is like super hard, but it's like very rewarding at the end. So it must be really nice. Do you guys have like a plan on what you guys want to do like right after? I don't know if there's like I don't know how it works with engineering, like the major, like if there's like internships that you guys go into or something like that.
1: Um, you want to go? Yeah. Sure. So let's see. I don't have a plan of what I'm going to do right after I graduate. I'm thinking um, I'm going to do uh, software engineering, but I would like to learn more about AI, especially now that that field is growing.
3: Wait, that, AI?
1: Yes. Oh, my our, gosh.
3: Our Snap <laughs> has, like, AI. It's, like, kind of trippy. <laughs> yeah.
1: So that's that's the goal, but um, I don't have everything figured out yet because I need, I want to take more classes and see what's the specific area that I want to focus on. Mm-hmm. As I said earlier, it's okay if you don't have everything figured out. Mm-hmm. But I, I enjoy, like struggling through a problem and then get it getting it done that feels so good mm-hmm. yeah I, I like that
2: yeah so touching back to the engineering being hard so it's it's a thing it be- be- in the latino community right it's hard but it's not impossible
1: mm, yeah
2: um we need more latinos in the engineering community more female specifically in the engineering community so it's hard but it's not impossible if we we're, we're making it happen i'm quite sure that everybody's it's able to do it uh going back to what i want to do in engineering is i want to do radio frequencies which is communication which is what we're doing right now mm-hmm. right working with satellites, working with antennas. Uh, Oh, wow. uh, That was kind of the internship that I did last summer, which is radio frequency, just testing out antennas. Um, I'm going to take my next year, I will be definitely taking three classes that will determine if that's the field that I actually want to go, but I'm aiming more into radio frequencies, Mm. yes.
3: What? Sorry, were you gonna add something? Oh, yeah,
1: coming back to what Justin was saying that everyone can do it, I definitely agree on that because I consider myself a very average guy. So if we are making it happen, I truly believe anyone can have it mm-hmm. if we put the work, the work, the discipline, the patience. If we don't let failure to 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 um, drop us down, I think it's it's, it's doable. Right.
0: No, I love that, cause like from from my perspective, I'm like I, I did coding before, and it's not easy. You mess up one little tiny thing, it <laughs> messes the whole thing. And then engineering, I don't I don't <laughs> think I could put myself into that. But as an outsider, it can seem hard. But from both of your perspective, it's saying, yeah, you got to work, but it's Definitely. it's it's possible. Right. And we're running out of time, and we have so much more questions for you guys. But I do want to just ask. Um, what challenges have you faced studying your careers right now and how did you guys overcome those?
1: Okay. Um, This is one that I still face from time to time, which is the imposter syndrome. Sometimes I feel like, what am I doing here? I'm not as smart as as these other students. Mm
2: -hmm. Um,
1: But we got to understand that each person's path is different. Mm -hmm. Each person has um, his or her, her own history so if 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 we are there it is for a reason, it's because we are capable. Um, that's something that something's happened to me when when I, I not solving a problem or something.' It's, it's just kind of like the mental battle against mm. against um uh, why perceive it?
2: Yeah uh, yeah, in my case, it would also be the imposter syndrome, but also just learning the new concepts, right they're They're a bit hard. But uh, you have to work for it, um, have to hit the books, mm-hmm. stay in the library, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> I feel the same, as, as you, I relate to what you said, like, oh, I'm not as smart as them, I feel like that in some of my classes, um, the more, like, science classes, I'm like, I feel like I'm, like, doing bad in it, and then I'm, like, oh, I feel so dumb. But then sometimes I hear, like, oh, the class average is this, and I'm, like, oh, that makes me feel better.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I bet if you were to go and ask everybody, right, mm-hmm. I think they would be thinking the same, the same thing, thing, thing yeah. right? Yeah. There's an exception of, of a few guy, uh, students, right, that absolutely... They're smart. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you go to class and you ask every other student, I think you they're in the same shoes as you are. They're as mm-hmm. confused as you are. So just work hard and uh, you will go through it. You'll pass it. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh. So we have like four or five minutes left. Is there any advice you guys would like to share that has to the youth that you guys have gone through any future advice?
1: Okay. So I, I have a lot of that. (laughs) First, um, plan. Plan ahead. Set your goals and break it down in monthly goals, weekly goals. Goals that are completely dependable of you. What I mean by that is that, for example, instead of planning, let's say, I want to, let's say, make a million dollars in two years, that's not dependable of ourselves. We need to plan goals that are completely dependable. For example, I'm going to save this amount of money this month. That's completely dependable. There are no external factors that that um, that affect your goal. So goals that you have control over. Uh, that's one thing. Uh, another thing is reach out for help if you need to. Don't be afraid of asking questions. Uh, I think it's called being resourceful. So seek help if you need to. Look for a mentor. Uh, Thirteen, do what feels is right every single day of your life and you'll do use, use, use good. You don't have to have everything figured out. That's totally fine. Another thing, failure. We are going to fail along the way of chasing our dreams. That's okay. If you fail, you just come back up and keep working hard. Uh, another thing, I'm sorry. I, I,
0: <laughs> <laughs> another thing.
1: Surround yourself of people that believe in, in you. You don't mm-hmm. want people that tell you that you cannot do stuff. You want people that motivate you, inspire you. Those are the types of friends that you need to, to have. Uh, and never, ever quit. Keep, keep moving forward.
2: Yeah, so I guess touching on what Jose said, another advice I can give the youth is if you're in high school, you don't necessarily have to go to four-year. If you don't know what you want, right, there's always the path of community college, like we said. Even if you're in community college your first year and you don't know what you want to do, you can take three years, you can take four years and start exploring what parts of the field you like. You might like psychology, you might like business, you might like the STEM field. So do not be scared if you don't know what you want in life. There's the community college. Sometimes you don't even need to go to school to be successful in life. Sometimes there's other ways. Just look for help and uh, you will find it. Yeah, I definitely agree.
0: Thank you so much for for sharing it's a pleasure having you I learned so much from both of you and I agree with everything you guys both said I know Jose is very um, everything he said I've been learning from him mm-hmm. for the past few few weeks and it's been amazing um, you know sometimes when I go through the hard times of your mind playing games with you I like to listen to music or, or anything really quickly in a minute in less than a minute what? Is a book or a movie or something that inspired you?
1: Okay, yes. Um, in terms of movies, uh, as I say the uh, earlier, happiness. that's <laughs> right. The pursuit <Place laughs> of happiness. Um, with Will Smith. In terms of book, the first one is called Choose Your Destiny, whom uh, my my actual mentor wrote. I met him six years ago. I highly recommend it. It teaches you how to plan basically mm-hmm. every area of your life in a way that is measurable. Uh, He worked for NASA, so he's very knowledgeable. I recommend his book. Uh, Another book, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Uh, 12 Rules for for Lies by Jordan B. Peterson. Uh, Men in Search of Meaning, I think it's called, by Victor E. Frank. And those four
2: books. I don't want to give you too many. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to do fine if you read those four. Uh, In my case, a movie that really inspired me, it's uh, called Spare Parts um it's about a group of latinos who do engineering uh you guys should watch it it's a really inspiring movie uh books i'm not a big reader so i don't really read books yeah, more of a <laughs> movie guy. yeah.
0: No, it's okay thank you so much and we're out of time yeah. thank you both for taking the time to be here we loved having you both and we hope to have you guys back again and um yeah we're sending you all the best energy to finishing off your careers and yeah with that being said we'll see you guys all next week we'll have Javier and Anneli on the show yeah thank you bye thank you
1: bye-bye thank you